Yeah. I, you know, I started to send you one. I shared with Lori the other day that Owen Strand t- tweeted on. For those of you who listen to SWAT Radio regular, you've heard Owen on here. Dr. Owen Strand, he's actually out in California right now at the Shepherds Conference. Oh, that's uh, right. And um, we keep talking about going to that conference. I wanted to go so bad. But, but after, after you went to Tommy Nelson this weekend, I was a little disappointed well, to hear that man you should have been at that oh, there were a thousand men out there oh. and uh about 80 guys singing in the choir uh it was really awesome just to be there it's kind of like promise keepers you yeah know, almost. Oh, absolutely uh, it's like but, the iron sharpers but iron it was just tommy you know? and uh tommy well actually calvin clark uh spoke on friday night and tommy spoke friday and then saturday sp- tommy spoke three times and it was just so refreshing to sit and have God's word explained. Yeah. And he takes books in the Old Testament and just explains them in a way that you go, wow. You risk wow. Yeah, you know, exactly. And it's, it's just so, it's like eating a big steak dinner. Mm-hmm. You know, you just feel so full afterwards, you know. You know, and you and I listen to a lot of preaching and teaching, and you, you look at, uh, uh, we're not elevating Tommy or John MacArthur or anybody else well, they're like that. They're just faithful they're, men. They're, and, and that's the key word. They are faithful to exposit the word of God void of their opinion, void of their personality. In fact, they now, will I, say, listen, what I, matter, what I think doesn't matter. It only matters what yeah. this word says. Well, it's just not, it's not caked in stories. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and that's not to say you can't tell a story, you know, some sort of uh, to give context. Uh, one of my favorite preachers is Dr. Mac Brunson. Yeah. Uh, Mac, almost every sermon begins with kind of a history lesson. He'll, he'll tie in something historical, uh, American history, whatever it might be. Uh, but I think if you're, if, if, over, if, if 50% of your message is storytelling, and it's not Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. You're not feeding the sheep. You're not feeding the sheep. The but, sheep need to be fed. And uh, I shared today at uh, SWAT the um, couple of things Tommy shared because he just, you know, he'll be going along explaining and he'll throw out these little one-liners that you go, wow. And one of them was, you know, us men, we we make pretty good creatures but we make terrible deities <laughs> i was listening uh to you and rick yesterday and uh well i really enjoyed y'all's conversation you brought that up and i'm thinking yeah that is so true that is a tommy line right there it is you know and uh and he's full of them because you know i was talking with one of the guys that went with me uh, that i was staying with out there and he's a high school friend and we we went and he said, Doug, I've listened to a lot of pastors or preachers, and I've never heard anybody quote more of the Bible from memory in a message than Tommy Nelson. Yeah. He will be speaking, and he'll say you know, this, and he'll quote that verse, and mm-hmm. he'll quote this and give yeah. you the address and tell you. And it's because he spends a lot of time in the Word. That's right. That's right. Well, and that's a just a key element, I believe, to men – you know, you and <clears throat> you and uh, Rick were talking yesterday, and I couldn't agree more that we need to we need to be spending more time in the Word, mm-hmm. and we and yet I think in many ways today we are so distracted. 
Mm. Uh, there are so many things that that grab our attention and hold our attention uh and oftentimes it's not the word of god yeah and uh, we're not it, we're not talking about just reading it mm. uh yes reading it is a good discipline but it, the only way tommy can quote verse after verse as he preaches a message is because that word is inside him it is just there and uh, I think it's that's a result of faithfully not just reading it, but really letting it do its work inside you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I I was gonna send you. I haven't sent you um, this yet, but Andy Stanley was um, speaking at Dallas Theological Seminary recently. Uh, y- yes. Mm. Which I, that's troubling. I, I, well, it 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 was. Owen Strand tweeted. You remember I was yeah, referencing yeah, yeah, yeah. that, and uh, Owen was commenting. So I go, well, okay, what is Owen Strand talking about in his tweet? And um, his tweet was like, because it was just like, bro, <laughs> you know, he, he he does that sometime for effect. He's a, uh, he's a young guy too. Yeah, well, you know? yeah, he is, but he is. He's, I mean, he's, he's smart. I oh, mean, he's yeah. <laughs> a voracious, just voracious reader of scripture and he, and uh, like I said, he's out there, but anyway, he, um, he was talking about this quote or, or this teaching at uh, Dallas Theological Seminary where, um, Andy Stanley said, we need to be untethered from the Bible when we're speaking to somebody uh, from here, the bible here, or the yeah, old testament well no 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 what this is this is a direct quote from andy stanley at dts we must tether the faith of this and the next generation to the rather resurrection rather than the inspiration infallibility and the authority of the bible this wow. is what he said and Strand says, I don't know if anybody's told you, but there is no faith in the resurrection without the inspiration, infallibility, inerrancy, and authority of the Bible. Well, you, you and Rick talked about it yesterday, uh, about Rick going over to the Middle East. You know, it says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Mm-hmm. There is no faith apart from God's word being preached. Well, he makes the statement that for the first 350 years that the church did not build the Christian faith on the back of the text. Nobody Hmm. could read. Nobody owned one. What drove the first century Christians was an event. If that's true, then why did Paul say faith comes by hearing and hearing the word? Yeah. Yeah. That's the verse I just quoted. It's, it's, I mean, and there's that's not just one. I mean, they're throughout uh, the Paul's teaching. Yeah, and he says the Bible didn't create Christianity. Christians created the Bible. What created Christianity was the first Easter morning. Now, listen, this all sounds good, mm. but the danger in it is what is happening is he's steering people away from the authority of the scriptures to speak to salvation. And if if the, the scriptures don't have the authority to speak to salvation, what does it have authority to speak right. to? Right. 
And, um, you know, it's just, it sounds good because, and I I don't think he's malicious. I don't think he's sitting there going, trying to lead people away. I think he's being pragmatic. And uh, you weren't here today at SWAT. Uh, You were out. But, and I'm going to be talking about it next week. Paul is arguing with God in Jerusalem. God tells him to do something. He argues, you never do that, right? I never do that. We never do that. But anyway, um, because Paul's being pragmatic in his thinking, who knows better? Who who gave us his word to, to say we need to be untethered from the scriptures and the authority of the scripture, the inspiration of the scripture, um, um, I, I don't know. It's pretty alarming. I'd be um, interested to know uh, if anybody has said anything to DTS about that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I, I know some guys who are DTS guys who would, man, they would be livid over that. Mm-hmm. I would think. Well, you you would think, but um, it's a, it's a it's a apparently he I don't know when he went in there, but. Uh, Owen just tweeted that. And, uh, you know, usually, if you're just tuning in, we usually talk about things going on in the world. That's a pretty big statement because Andy huge. Stanley has a huge following mm-hmm. out in the world mm-hmm. and uh, a huge influence. Well, First Thessalonians 2, 2.13, I believe it says, mm-hmm. and, and we continually thank God because when you received the word of God mm-hmm. that you heard from us, you accepted it. Mm-hmm. Not as the word of men, but as the true word of God, the word which is now at work in you who believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. How, how do you untether yourself as a follower of Christ mm-hmm. if you take the word that became flesh, flesh and just get away from it? Yeah. Well, you know, um, uh, Norm Geisler told stanley he said listen i understand what you're trying to say but not everybody's going to understand what you're trying to say you need to put something in print so people will know you hold to inerrancy because stanley probably would hold to it what he's doing is just saying this is not the way to reach the next generation but it's pragmatic it's total pragmatic i mean it's as if you have to have a certain personality. You got to tell a certain story. You, mm-hmm. you have got to dress away. You know, put your skinny jeans on and your Converse, whatever it might be. I'm in the skinny jeans and Converse. Yeah. But you know what I mean. I think we are so desperately trying to reach the next generation, which we should be. But let's don't be confused and think you have something to do with it. Mm-hmm. You are simply a, an instrument in the hands of God to proclaim his word mm-hmm. and trust that the holy spirit and the word won't return void the yeah. holy spirit will do the work that it's since it's sent to do well if you believe what the bible says that the scriptures themselves are totally reliable and adequate to equip man for reproof correction instruction then why would you say what he said the one guy says um, that basically would be like um, saying that, uh, you know, your wife is perfect and then you go have an affair. Yeah. 
That's pretty well, that's much good, it. Good point. It's, 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 it's not just affirming the inerrancy. It's the sufficiency of the scripture. Absolutely. And it is sufficient. Absolutely. Amen. I'm glad it is. Yeah. Anyway, hey, glad you tuned in today. SWAT Radio. Uh, if you want to uh, maybe shoot us a text or a- ask us a question, send that to ASK at SWATradio.com. That's ASK at SWATradio.com. We'll jump into the text after the break. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. Catherine of Aragon was the first wife of King Henry VIII of England. After six pregnancies, Catherine was unable to give King Henry a son as an heir to the throne. Henry set Catherine aside and took Anne Boleyn as his wife. Catherine lived out her life in England, exiled from the court. Instead of retaliating or seeking vengeance, she entrusted herself, her character, and her reputation to God, living as the faithful wife she believed herself still to be. Faithfulness is proved when circumstances go against us. Faithfulness is the one quality the Apostle Paul said must be found in good stewards of God's grace. This is David Jeremiah encouraging you to get on the road to new life. Discover God's rewards for faithfulness on Route 66. Route 66, driving the word home. Log on to Route66life.com. Start your journey home today. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. The Florida Georgia Truth Network, on the radio in St. Simons Island at 91.3. They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And right now, right now I'm losing bad. Stood on this stage night after night, reminding the Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here on this Wednesday afternoon. We are glad you have tuned in. And, uh, boy, uh, I kind of riled up a little bit here, Doug, in studio. Well, uh, that that apparently was a few years ago that he spoke out there. But if you go to their website, they've got his books advertised out there and everything. Mm, mm. Uh, and it was February 19th, 2019. Wow. But he challenged believers to tether their faith to the resurrection rather than the Bible. I was... Uh, we were talking off the air, but I was First uh, uh, Corinthians uh, two verse one. Paul says, and 
And when I came to you, brothers, <clears throat> uh, did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom, for I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. It goes on to say in verse 4, and my speech and my message were not in plausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit mm. and of power, that your faith may not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Mm-hmm. He, he also says in 1 Corinthians one seventeen, for Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, and not with words of eloquent wisdom, lest the cross of Christ be emptied of its power. Yeah. That, that this that, is very man-centered it reeks of man-centeredness or at least certainly pragmatic approaches to the bible and um you know um it, it's just very very discouraging really because of the influence and and we're mm-hmm. not just talking about about his church influence we're talking about going into seminary right which has traditionally been a very conservative, as far as scriptures goes, very seminary. Very. I mean, Tommy uh, Nelson came out of Dallas Seminary. He did. I mean, you and I both—we know a number of guys who've come out of there. And you know, Mark Bailey, his the president, has been fairly conservative. He caught grief for being so conservative about stuff. So I—I'm I, really just—I was kind of shocked. I thought it was recent, but you know, that's the thing with. Twitter and some of these other social media things. If you don't, I don't use it a lot. I don't either, yeah, but never. when you read it, you think, okay, well, why, why is he saying that? But he may have just heard about it, you know, because I know uh, Dr. Strand doesn't, he, he's not listening to everybody's speaking out there. And so yeah. somebody probably sent it to him and he just wanted to address it for people that have watched it hmm. because it's, it's dangerous. It right. is. It is a right. dangerous mentality to talk about the insufficiency of scripture especially as it relates to salvation yeah so um you know and the bible is full of stories there's nothing wrong with stories well paul's Uh, telling a story in the text we're looking at now he is and you know monday and tuesday we kind of looked at paul's life before jesus and and how jesus rescued him and just because you haven't been here to weigh in on any of this stuff we um I wanted to kind of go broad brush over it a little bit again because, you know, Paul has the most fascinating story other than Jesus in the Bible that that he killed Christians, he persecuted Christians, and God said, no, you're mine, Mm. and I'm going to use you. And even though you're doing these awful things, you know, I, I heard this question, who would adopt someone who murders their child? And Paul murdered Christians. Hmm. I mean, think about that for a yep. second, that, that that God chose to take this person that Satan was weaponizing against the church. And God said, nope, he's going to be my, my primary writer of the New Testament. Mm-hmm. When you look at all the letters, yeah. especially the instructional letters, all along, God knew what he was going to do with Paul. And you know, when you look at Paul's defense that he kind of lays out in verses um, really one through five, he starts off by saying, "Hey, I I, I was you. Yeah, I, I am you. I'm I'm I love the law. I grew up with the law. I grew up being under Gamaliel, and I persecuted this way, uh, and that's what they called." 
the the followers of Jesus the way, because Jesus said, I'm mm-hmm. the way, the truth, and the life. They viewed Christianity as a rogue offshoot of Judaism. And so Paul says, this was me. What what you see, he's saying, I have a pedigree that probably far exceeds any of you guys yeah. sitting under Gamaliel's feet. And um, so they had to be scratching their head, Brad, and going, why are we beating this guy? Mm-hmm. He, he studied under Gamaliel? We were talking about this last week that, you know, and I, I mentioned this to the West Side group yesterday, is that we are quick. We are, let me rephrase that. I am very quick mm-hmm. to write off certain people because of how wicked they are. Mm-hmm. I mean, as if I wasn't wicked, you know what I mean? Paul says, such were some of you. But remember, Paul was Saul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To your point, this guy is killing believers. So much so that Jesus says, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Yeah. He dragging them off to prison, men and women. He just wants believers. And he goes 130 something miles north. Think about that. We're not talking about he popped in his car. It'd be something just to drop, <laughs> pop in your car and go 136 miles. Yeah. But to walk. 136 miles to drag people back to Jerusalem to face the council. You got to believe what you, you, you you, got to be true believer in what you're doing. Absolutely. And he was sent by the high priest in the Sanhedrin. He was the tip of the spear, man. He was the, he was the, the guy who was the enforcer for God, at least what he thought was God. But what, he shared brad in verses 6 through 16 is pretty enlightening and convicting because when jesus appeared to him he did not know who he was he did not know god and that's hard for people to believe that a guy so religious so zealous for the law for Hmm. so zealous to hold to the the tenets of judaism that he killed and uh imprisoned christians and yet when the god of the universe was in front of him and it's in his glory because it blinded him yeah. he said who are you yeah. who are he didn't know who he was mm. and that just goes to show that we can be um, doing religious activity we can profess to know about Jesus, but we may not know him. Yeah. And he 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 certainly doesn't know us if we don't know him. Because the way he knows us, the Bible says, is because we love him. Yeah. And when we love him, we obey him. Yeah. He's not obeying God by killing Christians. I can tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a sobering thought. You and I have talked about this before. I think it's Matthew seven where Jesus says many of you will say, Lord, Lord, and yet he's going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. Yeah. And, and, and it's not an issue of me having an understanding or a knowledge of who Jesus is. It's, does he know me? That's right. And, and he knows you, the Bible says, when you love him. And if you love him, you obey him. Um, you know, 
this is an ongoing thing, Brad, and I mentioned it uh, today. Um, that, and and this is a great passage for illustrating this. Would you say Paul was a Jew? Certainly. Yep. Would you say Paul knew the stories of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? Absolutely. Uh, Joseph, um, uh, Samuel, uh, Esther, all the prophets and kings. He was well versed in that. Did he? Here's a question. Did he worship the same God you and I worship? He did not. And so, if he did not worship the same God you and I worship, how can anybody say today that Jews who reject Jesus, Muslims who reject Jesus as Messiah, how can anybody say we all worship the same God? We don't. Jesus said, you are of your father, Satan. This is what he told Jewish mm-hmm. leaders. Mm-hmm. Now, that's yeah. very upsetting to a lot of people. They go, yeah, but they, the, these people, they they have the Old Testament and or they, they know the scriptures. You know, Rick sat here on the radio yesterday and talked about how the Muslims knew all the prophets. Right. Because he's written about in their book. We do not worship the same God if we are worshiping Jesus and they're worshiping a God without Jesus. You cannot worship the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob because Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, if they were here today, they would be followers of Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's, 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 uh, I could say somebody could tell me, oh, I know Doug. I know Doug McCary. And I go, can you describe him? You know, if they've been around you, they would be able to describe the characteristics of Doug. You know, and yet the the characteristics that Paul viewed God as were not the same characteristics that you and I see God as. And that's why they're different gods. So, well, I know we're going to take a break here in just a second. Here at the top of the hour for a little news. If you want to tune in this afternoon or call in, we'd uh, we'd love to take your call. 844-777-87928. Again, that's 844-777-SWAT. If you have a question or a comment, feel free to email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's A-S-K at SWATradio.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Love your wives. Don't be embittered against them. Why? Why shouldn't you be ticked off at her? Why shouldn't you be irritated? Why shouldn't you say like, Adam, this woman who you gave me, why shouldn't you approach it that way? Because what you see is what you created. A wife is a mirror, and she reflects back what she is receiving because she was made to respond. Now, does that mean everything is wrong with her you caused? No, she may have brought a bunch of stuff in the relationship. But your job is to sanctify her, Ephesians 5. Help fix it up. If she worse now, <laughs> hello, if she's worse now than the day you married her, you're looking in a mirror and you're looking at your own failure. So don't get embittered against her. Check yourself and fix what's broken in you. 
But just like a spray bottle when you're spraying a plant, you're to send out sprays of love, or TLC as we say, so that this plant comes to life. This drooping plant begins to pick up and open up and, and new life comes. Learn how to breathe new life into all your relationships by developing a closer connection to the Lord. Check out Tony's CD series, Pursuing Christ, available online at TonyEvans.org. Then join us next time for Two Minutes with Tony. No active accidents, but there is congestion building up on the East Beltway 295 northbound from Butler Boulevard to Beach Boulevard. Also, there's congestion on 295 northbound near Pulaski Road, and there's congestion on I-95 southbound from the MLK 20th Street Expressway to before Kings Road. Mostly clear tonight, low 53. Thursday, mostly sunny, high 74. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm AJ. The Florida Georgia Truth Network in Brunswick at 91.3. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles, if you've been hearing the same old voice at the same old lies, if you're trying to feel the same old holes inside, there's a better life. There's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel low. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here on this Wednesday afternoon. We are we're glad you have tuned in. If you want to call, um, I gave the number out earlier, but let me give it one more time. And by the way, Doug, I, I can't believe we actually have our sheet back in the studio. I know. Love man. It. Hey, the, the number's 844-777-7928. 844-777-7928. Jeremy is ready to take calls and pass them along. So uh, we'd love to hear from you. Doug, I, I was uh, I didn't get through the whole uh, broadcast yesterday, but I was enjoying listening to you and Rick chat it up. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we kind of pick up where we left off uh yesterday i guess right yeah rick, rick is um he, I'm, I'm always glad to have him on he's you know rick is has been around a while he's a former military guy but he is a guy who's 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 really on fire for the lord and who um who just is going to go where he wants where mm-hmm. god wants him to go and and he's always good because he doesn't compromise. Yeah. I love that about him. He doesn't yep. compromise. And you know, we talked a little bit about this Jesus rescuing Paul. And we talked about the two questions that uh, Paul asked that really are kind of the two questions, Brad, that are good for us as believers a lot of times to think about with people. First question is who are you, Lord? So when we're around people, a good question to ask people is, who's Jesus to you? <laughs> because their view of Jesus will tell you everything you want to know about that person spiritually, at least it, it, whether whether they're a seeker, uh, a rejecter, I mean, like how they respond to that. And I like uh, another way to ask it uh, or is, uh, is like, hey, if... Uh, if you were sitting in a Starbucks 
with Jesus, what would you ask him? Mm. You know, just having a cup of coffee with him. And you could ask him any question you want. What would you ask him? You know, it, just to get into their view, that, you know, one, what they would think he could talk about. What kind of authority did they give him? But Paul did not know Jesus. He didn't know God. And that's that's really sad when you think about mm-hmm. it, that he had spent his life really doing a bunch of religious stuff that had no eternal consequence except bad mm-hmm. because he was doing it all for the wrong God. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, teaching out of Hebrews yesterday in Hebrews 8 where the writer of Hebrews is pleading, you know, with this these Jews to be fully in, uh-huh. you know. And when you think about so much of the their desire was to slip back into the old covenant, you know, this, this works based, you know, religion. Uh And, uh, Paul was a works based guy, Mm. man. He is busy doing things that he thinks he's supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, the, the, the gospel is, is certainly a radical, um, change from that. Yeah, it is. And, the gospel is about grace. It's about, I mean, and, and again, we talk about, you know, Calvinism and Arminianism, sovereignty and responsibility. There's no way anybody could argue that Paul found Jesus. Mm-hmm. Jesus found him. Right. He, Paul wasn't looking for Jesus and he was, he was looking for Jesus followers because <laughs> he wanted to put him in jail and, uh, what ends up happening is God runs smack dab into Paul and Paul goes, who are you, Lord? Mm-hmm. Like, who are you, master? Who are you, uh, king? I don't know who you are, but I'm terrified. And I was just thinking about the the three days. Isn't it fascinating, Brad, that Paul was blind for three days? How many days was Noah in the fish? Three. I'm sorry, not Noah, yeah. Noah yeah. but Jonah. Jonah, mm, Jonah was in the fish for three days. Mm-hmm. Jesus in the ground for three days. Yeah. Um, Paul, for three days, wondered probably if his life was going to continue. Because mm-hmm. when he realized who he had been going against, there had to be terror in his heart. Yeah. You said something yesterday as I was listening that... Uh, um you cannot encounter the Lord Jesus and it not impact your life. I, I don't believe you can. I, I really don't. I, but yet we, have you not run into guys oh, who, who said, yeah. well, you know, I don't really feel mm-hmm. anything or, you know, we're not talking about a temporary dry moment. We're talking about when you encounter the living God, there is, there is a real, spiritual moment there has to be mm-hmm. it's different for everybody but there is a moment where you recognize you've encountered deity yeah i think throughout scripture doug if we really allow the word to to get into us um it, it's part of what we do even on fridays is as we read through the text what is it that stands out to you what what does this say about god this is the God we worship. 
Mm-hmm. Worship is a worship is obedience to God, but it's an outward expression of how much we love Him. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I can get very passionate about this kind of stuff because our lives are transformed. They're mm-hmm. they're being transformed, uh, not because we're working harder. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys touched on it yesterday. The idea of repentance. Mm-hmm. Is, is not a change of behavior. Uh, repentance is a change of heart. It, yeah. is, it is turning from your sinful, um, where you're on the throne, turning to Jesus mm. who is on the throne. Yeah. It, it's, it's not, oh, I, I, I behaved poorly. Uh, I'm going to turn from poor behavior to better behavior. Hmm. That's not repentance. It's not biblical repentance. Yeah. At the biblical repentance that we see in Paul or Saul at the mm-hmm. moment is evidenced by his radical change from persecuting to being the persecuted mm-hmm. and, and having joy in it. Yeah. I don't know many people that are going to have joy when they're beaten with rods three times. They're whipped five times. Uh, they are uh, stoned and left for dead. And yet when he writes about suffering, he writes about it from the perspective of this suffering is light and momentary. It means nothing compared to the, the glory that awaits us that it far outweighs this. And um, Paul's life was changed radically changed your life you you can't continue walking um as a self-centered um you-led person (laughs) if you are truly born again Uh, and and that's not making it works based that's just saying that he didn't save you just so you could get a ticket on a train. Mm-hmm. He saved you to change you, to conform you, to be in his kingdom, to be a kingdom ambassador, to be a slave. Mm-hmm. Yes, slave is what the word means. Doulas. Yes, it means slave, like Rick said yesterday. And he, you exchanged one form of slavery, which was uh put on us when we come into the world for another form that says no we serve him out of love and devotion and he says there's an, a reward that waits mm. the kind of slavery that we were bound to before produces no reward as there's no reward there yeah, yeah. and so as believers um uh we we have to examine ourselves just like scripture says examine yourself see that you're in your faith we're mm-hmm. shy to do that we mm-hmm. don't want to do that uh people and listen we're not talking about being fruit checkers in other people's lives no we're talking about looking inward to examine ourselves just like uh the scriptures say to see if we're in the faith well the you know the whole imaging of looking in the mirror i think james speaks of it that as we look into the mirror of the Word of God, it should expose you. And uh, you you think about the radical nature of Paul, which we can touch on when we come back from the break. Paul knew his own depravity. 
he knew he was going down the wrong road. Yeah. And as radical as he was down one road, he was equally radical down the other. Yes, sir. And uh, that's a good thought for all of us, I think. So, hey, glad you tuned in. We're going to take one more break. Call us, 844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928. We'll be right back after the break. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is underwritten in part by The Guardian Group. You know Brad Sykes as the co-host of SWAT Radio. While Brad is committed to making disciples both on and off the air, his ministry extends into the marketplace as a licensed real estate agent with Keller Williams Southside. Brad and his wife Vicki are real estate agents in Northeast Florida and are the founding partners of The Guardian Group. They help people buy, sell, and invest in real estate. The Guardian Group, with offices near Butler and Southside Boulevards, 904 580 7255 and online at guardiangroupjacks.com The Guardian Group happy to bring you SWAT Radio on the truth Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ Church they use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904 436 Welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here on this Wednesday afternoon. Uh oh, little. Uh, oh, there we go. Thanks, Jeremy. Thanks, <laughs> Jeremy. Little kink we told you about on Monday. We're working out these little bit yeah. of kinks. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was thinking about that song as we were coming in there, David Crowder. Uh, you know, Doug, I think that uh, I think that's a red letter uh, song from david crowder but and if you're not familiar with that song you, you ought to go just look the lyrics up they're mm. they're they're a slap in the face yeah and you know we were talking about just as we went into the break that when we've encountered the lord jesus mm-hmm. um it's it's going to affect you it's going to impact your life forever 
for eternity. And and I think oftentimes, Doug, that you you mentioned it and have mentioned it often that uh, much of what we see in Christianity today is transactional. It's oh, I can ask Jesus to come into my heart, and that means I'm going to heaven. When in reality, we never come face to face with our own depravity. Mm-hmm. You know, Paul came face to face not only with the Lord Jesus, but how he was persecuting him mm-hmm. in his own depravity. And, uh, you know, I think that's so much of what comes out as we examine the scriptures. It shows us the holiness and the righteousness of God, but it shows the depravity of man. Yes. I think it was uh, William Thayer said, total depravity means the entire absence of holiness. Yes. Uh, Not the highest intensity of sin. A totally depraved man is not as bad as he can be, but he has no holiness, that is, no supreme love of God. Mm -hmm. That's that's Paul. That is. Paul may have thought he loved God, but it wasn't the God... It wasn't God the Father of Jesus. Right. It wasn't the God of Israel. It it was. It's, it's just like today, people can make Jesus who they want him to be. They yes. can make God who they want him to be. He may. I remember. I think it was Doug Rett one time said, "You know, you got to be careful of false teachers because they'll use the same words, different definitions of who what they what they're talking about." You know, I was thinking about something with Andy Stanley. We talked about him earlier, talking about how we need to untether from Scripture and and focus on the resurrection. If you remember back in Luke 16, when Jesus told the story of Lazarus and the rich man, they both died, they go away. The rich man says, hey, you know, um, touch my tongue i just i'm mm-hmm. thirsty i'm thirsty no sorry can't right. cross the chasm mm-hmm. well hey let me go warn my brothers mm-hmm. no they have moses and the scriptures if they don't believe moses and the scriptures they won't believe and be convinced even if somebody rises from the dead so yeah. think about that mm-hmm. that's in direct opposition to what mm-hmm. andy stanley's saying <laughs> exactly. andy stanley's saying hey um you know what we should be talking to people about the resurrection somebody rising from the dead not the scriptures Mm. and jesus said hey if they won't believe moses and the scriptures they're not gonna believe about somebody rising from the dead Mm -hmm. i think i'm gonna go with jesus over andy on that one yeah i have to agree did you think about that yeah as you were saying it i was immediately going oh that's a direct oh yeah counter to what he's saying out mm-hmm. there which is really anytime you're going against what Jesus says mm-hmm. or you or he tells a story that's uh, telling something that's opposite I, I'd be careful hey I think we got Merv on the line Merv how are you brother crosswinds ministry right I'm, I'm fine how's the terrible twins <laughs> Terrible twins are fine. Merv, how are you, brother? I'm doing really well. Just getting ready for our next, our 10th Strongman Rally, would you believe, on the 1st of April. 
that uh, I was just tuning in to you guys and just listening to this awesome theology. I mean, how right you are. Um, gosh, I grew up in a church where God was holy, you know, mm. um, but it wasn't easy to get to know him because he was so holy. Mm. So I needed that simple gospel message brought to me, would you believe, by a Baptist missionary when I was in the Navy so that I could personally, you know, uh, bring myself, you know, before that holy God through Christ, um, you know, my Savior. And uh, there's just something he works within us, right, that brings about a, a, a deep conviction. I mean, that's what it is. It's a deep conviction, a gut, deeper than a gut feeling that acknowledges, you know, uh, who he is and thinking of terrible, there's a sort of terribleness that, uh, about that too, a fear, a reverence mm -hmm. uh, that's, that's real deep. And, you know, and yeah, there's the love of God. Oh, my Lord, the grace of God. Now, we know it. We're just you know, ordinary human beings and, you know, carrying on our mundane lives, so to speak. Um, but, you know, um, we have to bring ourselves uh, continually, you know, before... Uh, before our, our holy God and our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, you know, in faith and repentance. I pray all the time, here I am going on, you know, Lord, help me to walk in faith and true repentance that's real, both for you and for me. Because, you know, without that, it, it's empty. There's, there's nothing there, you know? So... I'm not saying I had a Paul-like Paul experience, but the light gradually, thank God for me, dawned, you know, over a period of time. And um, those convictions started to take root in my life and my spirit. And I'm far from perfect in all of that. Mm -hmm. But um, I know one thing that we, we do need to realize that God is, is holy. Yeah. Uh, anyway, well, um, I think I think yeah. uh, Doug and Merv, I'm, and I may not quote this exactly. Well, um, uh, Paul Tripp has a book, um, and I think it was in Paul Tripp's book how how people change, and it talks about the what he call I think what he calls the gospel gap that as we as we yeah. encounter Christ and then we immerse ourselves in His Word. We learn and grow more about who God is. We we see the holiness yeah. of God, but at the same time, we see the depravity in our own heart. And all of a sudden, this yeah. this this one straight arrow goes up in the holiness of God, yeah. and another arrow goes down in the depravity of man. And there's this chasm between God and man, which is filled with the cross that. The, the man right. of God really, he, he, he should daily realize that we are so unworthy. You know, I think, mm -hmm. I think many of us think we're pretty yeah. good people, you know, when in reality, Doug, you and, you and Rick talked about it yesterday. It's yeah. one sin, just yeah. one, you know, and it, you, yeah. you talked about Adam and Eve. It was one bite from the apple, from the, from the tree, and they're out of the garden, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, that's how serious God takes sin. Yes, so. and he takes it very serious, Merv. And uh, tell us real quick, uh, April 1st, yeah. where, where it's located again, the Strongman Rally? The Blue Bayou Blueberry Farm at the bottom of Normandy Boulevard. And what time Gates does it start? Open at, 
It, well, the gates are open at 2 p.m. Okay. Super 2, pre- 2 p.m. And on it, April 1st. Yeah. And our theme this year is Warriors for Christ. And I ask the Lord to send a warrior. So we're having Commander and Pastor Willie Brown, who I'm sure you know, uh, speak along with um, a great missionary strategist and prayer warrior, um, Tom McLeod from Transformation Jacksonville. All right. Yeah. Super. All right. Well, good. Well, what's, and, the, what's uh, the website, Merv? Do you have a website people can go to? Yeah, just, just look us up on, on Facebook, okay. you know, Crosswinds Ministries or Strongman Rally. Yep. Um, you know, and then you can always call me on 904-238-1234. Tell us that number one more time, Merv. 904-238-1234. All right. Thank you, Merv. Thanks so much for calling. That's a strong man's rally on April 1st. The Blue Bayou Blueberry Farm. Thank you, Merv. Have a good one, brother. Yep. Thanks, right. Merv. Um, you know, Brad, one final thought. You know, uh, Stanley, uh, Andy Stanley has like an attractional church. They treat church more for the unbeliever than they do mm. for the believer, the church gathering, which has really kind of turned it upside down. In 1 Corinthians 14, Paul uses the word outsider there to re- uh, describe unbelievers in the the Lord's mm-hmm. Day service, right? right? And so the whole worship gathering is supposed to be mindful of unbelievers, but it's for the believers because he uses the word outsider. Mm-hmm. Today, and these attractional type churches like uh, Andy Stanley's church and some others, if you're a true believer, a sheep, you're going to feel like an outsider, which is crazy because they don't teach the verse by verse anymore it's not about that it's just telling stories and other stuff we were talking about no absolutely and i mean the church is not for sinners it's for the saints it's for the equipping of it is the saints it is the gathering is for yeah the believers but hey doesn't mean lost people don't come i think our churches are full of lost people absolutely but i think the the point is that we're there to be equipped to go out that's right the church goes and beats hey tomorrow stefan wisniewski is going to be my guest he is a two-time super bowl uh winner and he's got a great story to share so i hope you'll join me tomorrow stefan